Yo, yo, yo. Let's get active, bro. I, I, I don't want to jump into anything else other than Lewis Hamilton is getting outperformed by his teammate George Russell. It's becoming a um, it's becoming a regular reoccurring theme here. I told you like what is it four podcasts ago, and I've kept talking about it. Like, it's not even I hate Lewis. It's just like what are you doing? And you know, it, I, I talked about the last podcast. You're in New York all the time, right? Like for that whole week, and that that's may where that may be where the point two. Point one, uh, what the it's almost two tenths off? Two tenths. That's uh, it's that really came. a tenth and a half. But yeah, but that's that's maybe where that came from. Like I, I can honestly, right? And it's just like my whole thing is like, why is Lewis Hamilton losing to George Russell? Bro, you can't lose to your teammate. You can't, I especially mean, when you're a seven-time world champ. Especially when this is one of your favorite tracks. Especially when you've won and had so many poles on this track. There's just really no excuse. But for But that's it. not even the thing. It's like. We have to start asking questions. It's not washed because Lewis isn't washed. Is George Russell just better than Lewis Hamilton at this point in his career? Lewis is doing a better job in the same car. Well, and I'm sick of like, I, I don't, ha- we don't have the data in the paddock. Yeah, George. George is outperforming Lewis. We don't have the data in the paddock. We don't understand the setups, but it does not matter. You cannot lose to your teammate. So here's my thing though. This is obviously qualifying, so let's not overreact. Lewis could have a better race tomorrow. Right? But Lewis it's, it's been like a regular theme this season. George is out-qualified Lewis. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? It's a Saturday. It, it's, it's a race. Race is where it matters, right? Today's a qualifying, so I'm not going to overreact. But let's also call it how it is. George has got more points on the season. He does. But we have to. But, but rewinding it is like, I'm starting to ask questions. Not if Lewis is washed, but is George Russell just a better racer today? You have that to start is, asking those th- questions. That is a very fair ask or question at this point in time. But the other thing that is just really frustrating is irrespective of George and Lewis, they're still a, over a half second behind the pace, bro. Yeah. I mean, George's best but, but, qualifying. But what, do you, what do you expect, though? We saw and we get excited and we see practice and this is why I didn't get excited because but you, but you went from a second to half a second that's great progress what bro last six, last week six you got, and a half tenths bro okay but you you would never beat Checo last week it shows that's your car is at least competitive like what Max and Charles get out of their car is a different story those guys are exceptional drivers and I know George and Lewis are too but you weren't even sniffing Checo in the last six to five races right. You actually beat Checo. You were yeah. I mean, George is starting on the second row. It's a it's an incredible, it's incredible. So it's like, but it's still frustrating as a Mercedes because you're looking for but another it wasn't constructors the championship. I know they haven't unlocked the key, but when I saw those practice times, I just knew that, dude. Look at Red Bull's practice times and look at their quality time. Like if Max didn't have that power issue, I think Charles just pulled out a beautiful lap. Bro, he pulled a lap. But like, that's the thing, though. Like, you were obviously texting me that no one's going to catch Max's lap. I'm like, before Charles spun out, his Sector 2 is always better than everybody else's Sector 2. And he was well ahead of sign. So, I'm like, he's probably in the one eight, He's probably close to the 118s. Like, I don't think Max pulled that crazy of a lap. I think that him and, him and Charles have always been, like, neck and neck this season. I think they're going to continue doing that. And, I mean, Charles used less tires than anyone else, man. Yeah. And we got to talk about this, right? Like, there's a difference between Charles and Carlos, but we heard on the broadcast that through Carlos's fault, Carlos has an older engine. So he swapped out his engine in Australia, which is fair because he got an accident to Imola, but Charles swapped out his engine this this week, but he has a new upgraded power unit while Charles just took a fresh, uh, sorry, Carlos just took a fresh engine of the old one because it wasn't ready yet. 
But yeah, sure. Carl, Charles is supposed to be faster than you, but that's your fault. You got into an accident, right? That's your fault. And I don't think he's what six tenths. He's or, uh, four, four tenths. tenths. Four tenths. Sorry, four yeah. tenths because George is about two tenths away from Carlos, right? So it's not four tenths faster. I don't think. Maybe two tenths, unless the upgrade's that drastic. But he just didn't also look comfortable. Like when you saw his onboards, he doesn't, he doesn't look comfortable in the car. It's very apparent that Charles is significantly better. I think he's just better natural. It's not driver. just like that. Carlos is. It's Charles is significantly better. I think it has to do with instinct, right? I think instinctually he's just a better driver. So we'll see what happens in race fifteen because maybe Carlos starts getting more out of the car when he's hundred percent comfortable behind the wheel. But no different than Charles and Carlos, Checo's down by four tenths two to max, right? Like, it just shows you how much better that Max and Charles are than their counterparts. I like, mean, yeah, and Lewis is, you know, just shy of a tenth below Checo. I think, I really think that tomorrow, Charles, I mean, we, we know that history shows, like, whoever starts on pole typically wins here. I think there's going to be room right into that first turn for, for some for some change. Um, I could see George getting into to third right off the jump. The thing is, what I will say is that um, Mercedes has a better race pace, and that's been speaked about all weekend. Uh, Ferrari's tire deck is really high. And Mercedes has, so far this weekend, I don't know after quality, but that straight line speed. The straight line speed is amazing. And I know, the thing is, I know you're upset because not much has changed, but you can see the eye test. There's real visible change, like how low the car is to the ground. Like Less they're not bouncing scene. as much. Yeah, it's like... And the car actually looks around the corners. It, it, it looks, looks better. It looks, looks competitive. Like the, at the end of the day, right? You got to understand, they've now just got a grasp on their car. So they're they're at where Red Bull and Ferrari are at, at Bahrain. Their car is actually drivable and it's competitive. They're about half a second behind those guys, right? So they're about six races behind. So will they catch up? Who knows? But... We'll see if their next upgrades unlocks a great amount of performance. But the big thing is that we got to take away is that they made, they cut the, the gap in half. Like they made some big strides and the eye test is working. Obviously, Lewis and George are not complaining about the car being handling. It's now about getting it up to speed. So I think those are all encouraging signs. I'm very interested to see how Lewis's attitude changes. Um, by the time we're done recording this, we will hear his post-quality because post-practice, we heard him talk about it, super happy. Um, I think he was happy faster. The, the car just not doesn't feel like a bad so hell. Now in quality, if he goes backwards and says something because he's pissed off that he's in six, it's going to really kind of point towards where Lewis's head's at. But if he maintains that and says, you know, we've made strides, then yeah, that's great information. But the real question is, I mean, Lewis of all people, your your rookie teammates beating you on a good team. He's a rookie on a good team. So I mean, I made the prediction that. Checo would lose to George because I knew like I just had a I had a feeling that the Mercedes car and George is a better driver than Checo, but I didn't think Lewis would lose to Checo. Right, I really didn't. I really didn't think Lewis would lose to Checo. And you know what? You have to give some some benefit because I'm I think George had a slipstream on on a on a couple cars, so maybe that's why he's a little faster than Lewis. But George consistently looked better throughout the whole uh, qualifying. I won't even say weekend. He looked better than Lewis. Like, even Q, Q1, Q2, he always finished on top, right? Like Yeah, Q1 and Q2, George was faster. Yeah, so it's just like consistent. I don't think that has to do with slipstreams anymore. But we'll see what happens. It's a long year. Like I said, Mercedes is finally 
somewhat competitive, right? Like they're not there yet, but they're at least there where I they mean, they like, split the Red Bulls. That's a huge that's sign. A, I, I thought that was a big sign. I know you're obviously a little upset with the result, but I just, like I said, if you can beat one of the Red Bulls in a qualifying pure pace, it's a great sign. And also Mercedes has had one of the best race spaces all year. We've understood that like their tire deck has never been high. So that's like, right. remember we talked about their, their, their car. It's very light on, on the floor. Right, that's why it's been so hard to control. So that's probably why tire deg is uh, a little lower. But they're gonna be able to unlock more out of this car. So we just gotta be patient and see what they come out of this car. So, kind of just wrapping up my long soliloquy is, this is a very encouraging for me. I don't know if th- this puts them in contention for the championship, but they're on the right path. They definitely are. I think um, you know my emotion just comes from the fact that as a Lewis, literally, stan or fan, whatever you guys want to call me. It's tough to see George beating you week in and week out. Um, But yeah, irrespective of that, we'll see tomorrow on the race. Um, Charles pulled in an incredible lap. We have to talk about Red Bull reliability cannot just go. There is, it's not a huge factor because we have seen them finish races, but you can't ignore the fact that there is issues. Yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, Max had a power issue. But I want to ask you this. Did and Checo had a power issue in the last race. So that's my question. Was Checo's gap because of the power difference? Like, is, did they figure out his engine? Like, those are questions we have to ask. But I don't know what's going on with Red Bull. Pierre Gasly obviously had his issues. Like, same car, it's basic, same unit. It's been a terrible year for reliability. Like, reliability. And you know what? We were Pierre Gasly had a great year last year. He is, it's not to say he, it's just their engine has sucked. Oh, AlphaTauri has not looked good this year. And that's why, like, it is both, right? His equipment and, and driver, but Sonoda qualified Pierre today. Like, Sonoda came in 11th, I think? 13th and Pierre 14th. Okay, 13th and 14th, okay. I, I'm not sure what to think of the Red Bull reliability because they had some, they have minor issues, but they've still been able to be competitive through the constructors and championships. So it's like, it's hard for me to kind of like, I don't know, I'm in, I'm in a very interesting spot with Red Bull because... It's a little power loss, but can they still win the race with the power loss? I think their cars are, like their cars better than Ferraris this year. If, if I'm if I'm being honest, like that's kind of where my head's at in terms of pure performance. Honestly, I think when you look at the Ferrari and Red Bull, it's tough to say which one's better. It really comes down to Charles and Max raw performance. Not not like that's that's fair. Ferraris, raw performance, uh, Red Bull's better. Yeah, Ferraris had better reliability, so therefore their cars better overall. But raw performance, I don't think it's close. I think it's really Red Bull for sure. I agree with that. Um, and Charles and Max, I mean, this is, this is a tough part because if you're a Lewis, you can't ignore the fact like Charles and Max are incredibly talented. Yeah. I when you see that time that Charles put in and listen, Max was probably going to put, get it well into the 18s as well. Yeah. I think, I think Max would go on 18s. I think, I still think Charles wins. I went, I spoke about this, but I think this track is just more favored towards Ferrari's car. There's a lot of mid speed corners, some high speed corners, but it doesn't feel like it's a Red Bull circuit. Red Bull is going to dominate the very fast circuits like Mercedes did last year. That's how, kind of how I feel about um, the cars this year. Um, I think you're also going to be impressed with George, man. Like, as much as we want to say Lewis can't lose to George, but he's been doing really well taking on. And, like, he's taking on the seven-time world champion. It's not like he's just beating someone in a good car. He's no, beating, he's a, seven-time beating a seven-time world champ. It's his first year with the team. Um, the team has had... Tons of struggles and frustrations with figuring out this car. And George has kind of just gone under the radar. He's performed. He's outperformed his teammate. 
and he hasn't complained. Yeah, other than his neck or his back. Yeah, <laughs> which is just kind of like that. That is expected, but that is what is being very. Did you hear positive the stat on George? What he's the only driver to finish in double digit points every single race this year. Well, there so we go. He's consistent. Five, he's right? outperforming his teammate. He's always who's finished. Happens to be a seven time world champ. I mean. That's why the future is great because George is a talent. And once we do figure out this car, which I'm hoping is this season and earlier rather than later, sooner rather than later. So we'll see. I will say this about George, though. I don't know if he's a, if he's a multiple-time world champion. I think he can squeeze out one or two maybe. But I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't know, know if he's, he's multiple. I don't know if he's Max Verstappen slash Lewis Hamilton. Listen, we, we have to see if Max can get multiple. You have to realize that winning multiple championships is no easy feat, and you need everything see, to work for you. You need to have the right car. But that's not what I'm arguing. The right I think we everything. can argue that Max has a talent to win multiple world championships. I don't know if George is that talented. I think George is a really good driver, but I wouldn't say he's as talented as Max Verstappen. That, that's where I'm I don't know if we'll ever see another combination between team and driver that can do what Mercedes and Lewis did. Yeah, yeah you know what? That, that's a real thing. As, um, But I will say on the flip side... You do have long eras of, of F1, right? So if they go through another era of, what was it, eight years of an engine, and someone's that far ahead, like a new engine change, then you may see it, but we'll see what happens. Let's, um, listen, we got to just continue to magnify or put the spotlight on this because it's a real thing. Valtteri shows in situations where there's less pressure and in qualifying, he's a great driver. In pressure, with racing, he's not. He's a great qualifier. But but it also raises a question: What happened, what's happening with Joe? He's a full second behind Valtteri. They were talking about this on the broadcast, man. Like Valtteri continues to show that he's talented, but he struggles under pressure. Yeah, I just don't think he's a great racer. Uh, it comes down to because that. when you look at what he's doing, again, he's right on pace with Lewis. Yeah, no, I mean he is on pace with Lewis. I think there's we're a- talking like very close. Yeah, I also think that Alpha Male car is really good. And that also shows you that Joe has a lot of learning. But at the same time, bro, let, let, let's let's keep it, let's dial it back, all right? Valtteri cannot race like Lewis. <laughs> of course Qualifying, not. he's on pace. I, and but on he the always has today, they talked about it. They said Valtteri is an, a great qualifier. But he's it's always like, been a great qualifier. But he's, now he's taking it's stuff away the narrative, like not the narrative, but it's kind of like people are not, Dancing around it, people are just saying it. Yeah, because but that's the re- I saw that as soon as I was watching Valtteri, I'm like, this guy actually cannot race like like a world champion. But you know, shout out to him. We got to highlight the difference between obviously K Meg and, and Mick too. Obviously, shout out to both Haas's getting into uh, points position with zero upgrades. But the issue with Haas is like they have a great car, but where was this in the last in the last couple of races? Maybe, but hang on, we got to redial back too. The car was probably designed better for this track, just like the Ferrari car is better. So was the Haas, so was the Alfa Romero. Yeah, we kind of see that the Ferraris are all performing well on this track. Yeah, so like when when you want to say that pace, I think Mercedes is better on on longer, faster tracks than the Alfa Romeo, like the Jadas and Miamis. But obviously, um, all the Ferrari engines did well. But shout out to Haas. But like with K Mag, almost a full second ahead of yeah. Mick. The thing with Mick Joe, they're a full second behind. So it's like, is this really a rookie thing, or you guys just don't actually deserve your seats because? K-Mag is a good driver, but he's not that good. Yeah, I mean, he is a He's a very good driver. driver. Yeah, and Valtteri Bottas. So if Mick wants to be great and you're not even close to the good, you got work to do. Like, I think if you swap out George with Mick, I think that gap is, I think George is right there with Meg, if not better than K-Mag, right? So 
I have questions about Mick. I'm still a Mick fan. I'm not giving up on Mick, but um, he just doesn't, he doesn't look strong. But if he can score some points this weekend, I'll be forgiven. Like, that's just what it comes down to. With his stupid incident on Sebastian. It's so funny, all the memes that you saw, like Sebastian finding out it was Mick. He was like so angry and then he was all chill because it was Mick. Yeah, I, I have no time right now for Sebastian. But I mean, you got to do highlight that none, neither Aston Martin made it out of Q3. Th- yeah, I want to jump into that. You know, there's all this, you know, in the words of total controversy um, between Aston. Again, it's, you know, with what they did with Racing Point, Copy Mercedes. Now they're doing with uh, Red Bull and taking their staff. And then the irony is they're terrible. Yeah, so they took the aerodynamic person, right? Um, I forgot his name, but they took the uh, aerodynamic person from Red Bull. But he didn't join until April 2nd, I think it was. So the one thing you got to kind of peel back is they're obviously going to see, is there original IP? Is there intellectual property to back up that they've actually been developing this, which would be interesting. But, I mean, just because you have Red Bull's body doesn't mean you have their engine. That's what I love about F1 is that in order to win a race, in order to win a championship, in order to win a constructor's, it's not just one or the other. There's so many pieces that go into actually winning in the sport. You need the best engineering. You need the best everything to win. Yeah, you need aerodynamics. You need uh, people that are So you can have a carbon copy. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Yeah, you can have, You don't have the engine at the end of the day. So Red Bull's engine is powerful. We, we've very all, powerful. Very powerful, right? So anyway, shout out to, shout out to Haas. Um, I do want to talk about Lando. Yeah, so obviously lost his time because he exceeded track limits. Do you think it was fair? He hit I mean, the cone? I mean, at the end of the day, the rules, we've talked about this. The rules are the rules. The rules are the rules. And you have, as a driver, we have to criticize you the same way as we would with everyone yeah, else. Yeah, and, and I think it's fair, but I don't know why McLaren seems arguing with them. He and they, they, they're like, stay in the car. Like, we're going to. Yes, don't bro, argue. Like, he violated the rule. He's going to start in 11th. And you know what? He probably would have finished. Eighth or ninth, and like Mick would have big of a deal. and Mick would have dropped out of. Yeah, like it's not that big of a deal, right? Like he would have finished like between seven and nine. Like just let's move on. I think that he had a obviously a blistering lap. I think he wouldn't have lost much time if he didn't hit the cone. Like he did, he looked okay. McLaren looks average as usual, but you know you're not even competing for anything this year. Like you're really not. And you know what? I, I just got to highlight it here. At what point do do Williams just say, like, what are we doing with Latifi? Oh, when he got... You're almost four seconds. Like, we always know that the worst team is obviously seconds off. But four seconds off the pace? I mean, they got un- he got out-qualified by Nick DeVries on FP1. Bro, Latifi is not deserving of a seat in Formula 1. I don't want to say he's not I have deserving, no issues or qualms. He is... I do not know him as a person. As a Formula One driver, he is not deserving. Oh, yeah, and he's part of the biggest controversy. It's, it's yeah. just, oh, my God. I look at this, and I'm just like, why are you there? Yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, Nick DeVries beat him on FP1, which to me is shocking. Like, you saw Jerry Vips, the Red Bull guy, wasn't even close to Max. Like, not. it wasn't even, but it was like a six-second gap, right? But the fact that he actually beat a normal F1 driver, I know he test drives from Mercedes, but it's not like he's experienced, so... Latifi's got to go. How much? How how much was Albon up on uh, on um, Latifi in times? Um, three tenths. I kind of blame that the car. I kind of blame. I th- I just don't think they have the right setup. I think their car just sucks. It does, but Albon has shown that he can score points, right? Like, yeah, you, I'm talking about this week. I'm talking about this, like this oh, qualifying. For, specifically. Listen, this weekend Williams was god awful. <laughs> yeah, the car was terrible. So I just talked about this weekend specifically. It's but, actually again like we need we touch on it, highlight it. The Mercedes power engines 
I'm not looking too sharp in this. Yeah, I think that has to do with teams, though, because look at Mercedes. They look fast down the straight because of their body. Like, that, that's the thing that people got to understand. Like, it's just not your engine that controls your speed. It's a, it's a lot so of everything. Things. But we see what the raw power of the Mercedes can do in the right in the right setup. Like, we see how fast the Mercedes is in the straight. And I would have loved to see it in Miami. I wish it was a weekend earlier to I see know. what it really got. But Shout I don't, out Danny Rick, bro. Uh, I don't shout him out, bro. Listen, like, Danny Rick, he was has been struggling, and he, he got into Q three. Like, bro, he he would have been lower than Lando with his lap. Like, of course, I, I just to me, he's dead. Like, I love Danny Rick as a person because he's just like a guy that you can't hate. But he has this larger than life persona, even in F one, where everybody thinks he's this great racer. And he's not, and he's not, and it just frustrates me because it's like it's no different than Lewis losing to George. It's like, how are you losing to Lando Norris? Like you're supposed, you were supposed to be one of the next best talents in 2014 when Rebel picked you up. That that's that boat or ship has long sailed. Of course, it's long sailed, but it's like you've never done anything, and you still live off your past laurels. That's what I like. I I don't know. I guess what eight time race winner, and you're you live off like you're a multiple world champion. Yeah, he lives like he, he lives like he's Lewis Hamilton or Seb. Like you know what? I I would think like if you swap places with Seb and Ricardo, that'd be a more appropriate personality for each of them. But Ricardo acts like he's some multiple-time world champion. But anyways, I know you got to run, so I want to throw this out to you last. Um, who's your dragger of the week? Because we didn't pick one on the last show. So who's your dragger for tomorrow? I do want to shout out the fact that I almost went perfect on my predictions. I, didn't you pick Max? I had Charles, Max, Carlos, and then oh. I had Checo 04 instead of George. And then, so I'm, I had the top three perfect. Yeah, what'd you, you had George. I had uh, Lewis fifth. Who did I? I, had, I know I had Lewis third. I had Max second, Charles first. I think Carlos fourth and George fifth. So I was a little off, but I did. I did predict Checo would finish at, at, out of the top five. That's why I'm happy. I have a feeling there's going to be some incidents tomorrow. So my dragger of the week is going to be Fernando Alonso. He, you can't pick him. He wasn't. He wasn't. Was he bottom last? He wasn't bottom ten last. He, week. he, he was. Uh, he didn't score points last was. race. You are okay. And um, he's starting in seventeenth. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm picking Mick. Actually, no, he's in 10th. He can't, he doesn't have a lot of space to gain. I'm gonna go with Joe. Joe, Joe I expect Joe's starting at 15th. Okay, but he also didn't finish top 10 last race. Um, so listen, Alpine's got to figure out. We didn't talk about it, but yeah, Alpine's got do got to figure it out. I will re- stress this for all of our listeners don't be surprised if Mercedes has a great race tomorrow because they have better race pace than Ferrari and they just tend to have great race pace. Great, and from a tire deck standpoint. They're going to be better. I think typically they are. We don't know what it will be in this new with this new setup yeah. on their car, but typically their their tire deck is just better. Than I don't most see cars. anyone even, um, you know, I don't think there'll be anyone who starts in the top ten on softs. Yeah, I don't think so. It'd be shocking, but you know, maybe positions everything because there might be three stops, right? People like they're talking about three stops, so maybe you do start on softs to get position and then make it up with um, with fresher tires at the end. So let's close out our top five for the race. Um, I think Charles is going to win the race. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. Um, Charles will win the race. Is this because Max has engine power issues, or just I just he thinks like yeah, I just don't I don't have full confidence in Red Bull finishing the race. I like it. Okay, so you know I'm gonna go Charles one. I'm gonna throw a surprise in there. George will finish second. I was gonna say that too. So what's Charles, your re- what's your reasoning though? Are you or you're just going? Uh, off my reasoning punch? is um. That there's going to be issues with the Red Bull car. Okay, it's hot. There's going to be so overheating issues. What's your issues. reason for him beating so- Carlos? Um, he's just better than Carlos. Better? I like it. Okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
Um, okay, so Charles, George, um, Carlos, Checo, Lewis gets into five. Okay, so my here's my reason behind kind of everything, right? So I got Charles first. I do have George ahead of Carlos. This is the reason why. Uh, because tire deg. That's that's purely my reason. I know he's a better driver than tire deg. I don't think Red Bull has issues, so I have Max finishing second. I have George finishing third. And I have Carlos finishing fourth, and I have Lewis finishing fifth. Yeah, so we both have Lewis gaining one spot. I do have Lewis fifth. I don't think Red Bulls have the, that much of an advantage on this track because there's no long straight. So I don't think you're going to see those massive advantages we've seen in Jeddah, uh, Imola, and Miami. So I do think that Lewis fares better against Checo in this race. And you know what? If they do finish, like if they if Max doesn't finish, then I would say George finishes second. But I think George finishes on a podium. I just... I also, I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis does too. I think one Mercedes finishes on the podium, but I'm going to go with George. Yeah, likewise. Unless, um, who knows, maybe Lewis will get lucky with some, uh, with some flags cars. tomorrow since it hasn't gone his way of late. But yeah, I think for me, it's just I'm really banking on Mercedes overall race pace and tire deck. Listen, I want to say this because we have talked about it. You know, it's obviously just, this is just complete garbage to what I'm about to say. But, you know, in the world of basketball, we say the basketball guys look after you. Lewis, you got to be in the factory, bro, and the racing guys will look after you. I listen. I'm not. I'm not a hater of Lewis. It's just I'm critical of these things because you, you're Lewis Hamilton. Like, well, you put if, into the game, the game will give back. That's like, that's kind know? of what what I think too. So the flags haven't gone your way. Well, you're in New York, bro. Partying with Selena Gomez and Post Malone while probably bro. George is in the factory. But I will say this: if it was Danny Rick doing that, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't care if it was Danny Rick to be straight up with. But you. a seven-time champion who's trying to get number eight, you care. I, I feel like you should be there because, like, even even if you get your car ready now. And then it's all about development for next year so you can win your eighth. I think that that makes more sense. But other than that, I don't got much. Do you want to You have anything else? No, I mean, Lewis, just don't, you can't lose. You can't be a seven-time champion trying to get number eight and lose to George week in and week out. Yeah, like George is going to beat you occasionally. And you know what? Not to discredit George, kudos to George, but Lewis, come on, bro. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm feeling like it's 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 a passing of baton, which I, I don't I feel don't, like should happen. Or are we gonna see um, are we gonna see things change again at uh, Silverstone like we did last year? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, do you that, think, do you think that this may be the passing of the baton? Bro, listen, you hope I not. Can't, eh? I can't. That's like a, a that's a gut check right there. Then he ends at seven with Schumacher. I'll be so bitter for life. Yeah, maybe and I'll really be bitter about Abu Dhabi forever. But anyways. Hey, listen, Mick. I told you. I told you before the race, Mick, Mick. Mick was going to have a Mick's part in it. It's not even the TV's fault. It's Mick's fault. <laughs> All right. We're signing up. We'll see you guys, uh, we'll see see you guys tomorrow. tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>